Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Mike Flowers, Aaron Goldsmith, Gary Hill here. And I was just thinking about how much this game was just perfectly to script by the Mariners. Great pitching. I mean, great pitching. Defense was solid. And the one bit hit by Cal, they squeeze in another run along the way. This was it. This was the formula. Well, with Manoa out there, the fact that they were able to score three runs in the first inning, um, take advantage of a hit batter. He they didn't really give him time to get settled in the ball game. He was in the middle of the play, and they took advantage of that with the double by Suarez and then the home run by Cal. And then once Castillo went out there, you could tell this is just going to be a little bit different today. And Aaron looked up all the numbers as far as velocity goes, and it was so impressive to me. And, you know, second time through the lineup, you kind of start looking at it. Gary, you and I talked about it. Aaron and I talked about it. You know, if he stays away from the walks, if we don't see his velo dip at all, it started to a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was almost like he was cruising through there, which, you know, to me, it was like, i got to keep a closer eye on this. But then all of a sudden, he's right back up to 99, and his slider was unbelievable today through enough change-ups. But it's about as dominant as he gets. Then, and then you have Munoz coming yeah, in after luck. that. Well, yeah, Aaron and I were talking about it and trying to figure out Castillo and when he's going to come out of the ball game, And you start thinking about it, you go, well, there's only one person in that pen that has better stuff than he has right now, and that's Munoz. So just, you know, ride with him as long as you can. Then once he hit Springer, that's when Scott went to the pen. And good thing was Andres only threw seven pitches to get out of that inning, so he was able to go back out there in the ninth. So it was dominant. I didn't feel like they were threatened at all throughout the game. You know, it's been a treat to have Mike on the air for a radio broadcast. It feels, I would say tonight felt like the Cactus League because of that, and yet (laughs) it's the absolute antithesis of the Cactus League. Uh, But I thought Mike's best analysis in a game full of great analysis was when he looked at the monitor that we have up here in the booth and looked at Luis Castillo in the seventh inning and said, I don't think he's sweating. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, at first I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, no, it's actually the truth. Like, he had no stress in the entire game. And the loudest this place was was when Alec Minot was pitching in the top of the first inning before the Mariners put a three spot. And then there were little pockets of uh, Rogers Center really getting into it. But, man. There's no better way to take a crowd out of it than, uh, you know, to pitch a shutout. And Castillo, when I look at what he and Munoz do, did tonight combined, they threw 29 fastballs at 99 miles an hour or greater. In the StatCast era, only three teams have thrown more fastballs at 99 miles an hour or greater in a single postseason game. I mean, we're kind of like used to this from these guys. Right. Right? Like Munoz isn't as much of a freak show to us 
as uh, you know, somebody for the Blue Jays seeing him for the first time right. or uh, somebody on their couch in Toronto watching this game. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't appreciate it, but we're a little more used to it, right? But when you see these two guys, I can't imagine, Mike, as a hitter, how much the game has changed when you look at nine innings of these two guys. I mean, it's 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 like, yeah, no wonder they got shut out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Castillo would be somebody that you would see as a closer because he's going to pitch one inning with the stuff that he has. Never seen anything like what, what Munoz is doing. He was throwing a slider at 93 today. Um, I ran into Shulman, Tabler, Buck Martinez. All of them were just kind of like, wow. You know, from Castillo to Munoz, and what they saw today was you're not, you're not going to see anything better than that at all, period. It's the reason why Castillo is here. It's why you feel really good about it. Um, and Andres has really grown so much from the start of the year where they were kind of just kind of nursing him along, coming back from that injury to where he's at right now. It's, it's incredible. Anybody remember at the trade deadline there were two starting pitchers? that everybody had their eyes on. Mm-hmm. It was Luis Castillo and Frankie Montas. Mm-hmm. There's a big gap between <laughs> Luis Castillo and Frankie Montas. So the Yankees knew that. Yeah, they did. They wanted Castillo. And the Mariners, when you think about tonight symbolizing years coming together, I mean, think about the players the Mariners traded to get Luis Castillo. Think about all the man hours involved in scouting and drafting and developing those players that became so good at such a young age in the Mariners' farm system that enabled the Mariners to pull off this trade. And then, of course, as we know, even better, signed the five-year extension. I mean, for all of those men and women for the Mariners who worked to make those players become what they were before they ever made it to the big leagues, that then the Reds saw, that then the Mariners were able to get Castillo for, I mean... So many people behind the scenes make a night like this happen. Absolutely. If you wonder why it's great to have a strong farm system, to your point, it's not it's not just so that you have Julio come up here or that you have Cal come up here or in it, Logan Gilbert. You know, that's great. That, that's what you really need it for. But you also have to constantly improve your ball club. And if you're strong in your minor league system and you can afford, and it's never easy, but you can afford to do that, that's, that's a lot of equity that you have right there to improve your club. And right now, there are a lot of people looking at the Mariners going, man, we cannot believe they've got that guy. They have him, and they locked him up, right? which is the other part of the equation. And honestly, when I start to think about what we saw from Castillo, given the context and the opponent, that's one of the best starts in Mariners history. That's a good point. I mean, like, uh, take out the no-hitters, the perfect game. (laughs) And then then you you boil it down. Because I can't get past... uh, you know, this first game, we know, first game in playoffs forever. But given the opponent in this ballpark, the Blue Jays mash. Yeah, if the Blue Jays hit a couple of home runs and scored five runs off Castillo, we'd all say, well, they're just the a, they're a really good team, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I really, if, you're, if that's what we're talking about here, then you really just have to look at one person, right? And that's Randy. Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can we can have the discussion on where it fits. Right. In yeah. terms, but it's we're there. having the discussion. Yeah. And I think it's well-deserved. And if you want to add Munoz to the case and just say in terms of best pitch games we've ever seen, I mean, it is tough to beat this one, right? It's ridiculous. It's all silliness, the stuff that we saw. The the one pitch I will that is burned in my memory forever from this game is Vlad Guerrero and the fastball at 99 that had ridiculous run bearing in 
that he's whiffs through that had no just completely handcuffed on it. I will never forget that pitch. That to me is symbolic of the whole thing we saw tonight. It's incredible what the Mariners have become. I mean, it really is. When you think back, I mean, you think back to earlier this year when the Mariners were ten games under, mm. right? You think back to go further back to when they acquired J.P. Crawford as kind of the first piece in this whole rebuild thing when they tore it down. To get to this point and to say, to legitimately say the Mariners not only are in, but when you run stuff like that out there, like you can beat anybody. That's a fact. You can beat anybody. Now, Castillo's not pitching every night. No, he's not. (laughs) But you got got last year's Cy Young Award winner going tomorrow. You got Robbie Ray going tomorrow and a chance to advance to the divisional series in Houston. Yeah, and and the other part about it, too, is and we saw this probably the last couple months of the season, just how important it is to have the ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Game changer, man. It's a game changer because when you have that kind of pitching and you're playing defense to to where the way you're capable of, you don't need much. And when you get to this time of the year, the other guys on the other side of the field, they have pretty good pitching too. The runs are at a premium, but you don't have to put together four or five hits in an inning to score runs, Aaron, right? I mean, you get a walk. I mean, Julio ends up getting hit. Gino ends up hitting the double to score him. And then Cal walks up there hitting cleanup today, by the way, and, and goes yard. That's your ball game. It was a lineup, a different-looking lineup, specifically because of Alec Manoa. Yes. And it worked perfectly. Everything about today's game worked perfectly. And for Scott Service, managing his first playoff game, uh, this is going to be a tough act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, that's the other part, too. And the Blue Jays are really good. So you still have to win one more. That's not going to be easy. But I felt coming into this series, to take this series, game one was critical. And they got game one. They got game one. And at this point, regardless of what happens, because anything can happen in these things, right? I mean, if you have to, you have an entire bullpen that you can bring into the game tomorrow That's or the right. following day. Because what I think it does, you force their hand. Gosman has to go tomorrow in game two. And I think – now, Stripling has had a really nice year. So yeah. this isn't a shot at Stripling. But I think the pitching matchup where the first two are pretty even, guy for guy, I think it tilts to Gilbert against Stripling in game three, if there is a game three. And the bullpen. Yeah. That's, that's the advantage that the Mariners have is their bullpen. I don't think that Toronto would be in nearly as good a shape if something happens. Stripling, for example, just doesn't have it that day. Right. Or the Mariners make him work really hard. That's a great point. And, and, and then all of a sudden it's bullpen. The Mariners could actually do that. If something happens and Logan doesn't have it on a given day, they can go to their bullpen in the fourth inning and have dominant stuff after dominant stuff come out of that pen. I mean, it's incredible what they're going to be able to do by winning this game today and, and Andres being the only one that pitched out of the pen. Huge. And it never felt in jeopardy. No, that's what I say. They never threatened anything. Yeah. Cut on and missed 98 mile an hour flames right over the heart of the plate. The fifth strikeout for Luis Castillo, who carves up the Blue Jays over seven innings. Give that man a key to the city. He has owned Toronto in the Mariners' first postseason game in 20 years. He exits the mound after seven strong and a four-nothing Mariners lead. How about that? Luis Castillo emptying the tank in the seventh inning. Or was he? In the seventh inning, he strikes out the side. Looked like he was emptying out the tank. It's the seventh inning, for goodness sake. Did you think you'd see him come back out? I thought it was definitely it. Like, I thought it was, like, 100%. 
like there's no question like that that's you've gotten more than you could have hoped for and you can now bridge with Munoz to face the biggest guys and then go to Seawald in the ninth inning. I mean, I, I was, I would have bet my house on it. And he turns to Scott, I got this puppy. I'm yeah. Back out I mean, the eighth right now. and if he doesn't, if he doesn't hit Springer, you know, who knows what then in terms of how much longer he goes. Um, yeah, it was, to me, it was, it's what, it was different. I'm be very curious what Scott says. It was different than what Scott's done all year. Uh, this is a different time of year, I realize. <laughs> Uh, but to, I was also a little surprised when Munoz came back out of the ninth inning, but I mean, why wouldn't you with what he's doing? But when, when Castillo, even in his, in the seventh inning, as Mike said, the only guy who had better stuff in the ballpark was Munoz, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, but what a, what an absolute joy to watch that tonight. I mean, that was, that was better than anybody could ever hope for. Absolutely. That was a good trade. <laughs> You're all on board now, huh? It took yeah, a while. I was very skeptical to begin. While, very skeptical. Exactly. After the second Yankee start, I thought, you might win me well, over. Maybe. All right. You go off into the Canadian night to try and uh, get a table at Soto Soto. We will hear from the skipper. Here he is in the interview room. Being able to put him out there today, it was a no-brainer for me. And then you take his talent on top of that. You know, it's it's a 98, 99-mile-an-hour fastball that's sinking and cutting and running. And, wow, um, some kind of performance by him. But, you know, something we talked about, when you go to the trade deadline, you're trying to acquire players that will get you over the hump, so to speak, or be difference makers. Uh, they're hard to find. They, they really are. But, you know, the combination of stuff and makeup – uh, and being around him, you know, the first couple of weeks I was around him, it was clear to see that this is this, it's how he's wired. And I couldn't be any more proud of him and the effort he gave us today and our whole team. That's how we have played all year long. Uh, you know, we, we belong here. We really do. Uh, our team believes it and getting off to the start in the game today in a, you know, in a very challenging environment. We knew that coming in, but we talked about it. I thought we handled it very well today. Hey, Scott, uh, we're at a point of the season where these starting pitchers have made 30-plus starts, running upon 200 innings or so, and you maybe wonder how guys are going to hold their stuff throughout a start. Uh, He didn't just hold his stuff to the very end. Um, The velocity ticked up, the movement on the the sinker. It sort of seems like if he was amped up, he channeled that into all the right things today. He did. The key to the ball game was, you know, he was in control of the strike zone the entire time, and people that have been around the Mariners for a while under Understand that has become our mantra. We controlled the zone. We dominated the zone today. He got ahead in the count, which allowed him to get deep in the game. It got them into swing mode because, you know, what are you going to wait around for? If you look around, you're going to be behind in the count. So uh, credit to, to Luis. He was in total command today, and the stuff did tick up. It's ticked up since we acquired him. He's throwing harder now than he ever has. And like I said earlier, he enjoys being on the big stage. Uh, left side on the back. And Scott, the two times that couple guys on it's Guerrero and then it's Bichette he gets out of those jams what'd you see there I thought we talked about it you know he he was able um to slow it down stay in the moment understanding that all these games come down to about two or three at bats throughout the course of the game you just have to recognize where they are at and it was clear where we were at in those moments so uh um I thought our catcher did an outstanding job today can't give enough credit to Cal Raleigh in, in the pitch calling, mixing it up, going back and forth, mixing enough sliders in there to keep them on us. Uh, you know, it was awesome uh, what he did behind the plate today. So um, those guys worked very well together. It was fun to watch. And, again, it all goes back to dominating the strike zone, and that's what he did today. On the front row on your left, Scott. 
What was the game plan against Manoa, and what impressed you most about your team's first inning? I think the game plan against Manoa, I mean, he's thrown very well. He's had an outstanding season. He threw well against us last time. Uh, he's got the good sinker. He had a really good breaking ball today. Maybe not as good a changeup as what we saw last time out, but uh, he's a very good competitor, so I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Uh, the big at-bats early in the first inning were huge. You know, Gino Suarez all year long has been that guy for us, and, you know, huge double down in the corner, and and Cal Raleigh, as that at-bat worked through it, you know, the 3-2 at-bat is very similar to the home run he hit about a week ago today. Um, he got a good pitch. He didn't miss it. And Cal's been on fire. Uh, not so much with hits, but with homers. And uh, home runs really, they make a difference in the postseason. And that's what we saw today. Back in the middle. Hi, Scott. Uh, you just touched on Eugenio Suarez just now. Um, I just wanted to ask you his contribution throughout the year. How big has it been? And uh, he just said to me before the game that you guys are just going to execute the plan. You're going to force anything, and you in the first inning just got what you wanted. So how big was that? Yeah, Gino has been awesome all year long. And I think the thing that stands out with me with Gino is he's a really good player. No question. He's got power. He's one of the hit more home runs than basically anybody in the league in the last five years. And kind of an unknown name for a guy who's done all he's done in the game offensively. But the thing that stands out for me with Gino, he is every day the same guy. He's not riding the wave. And that is critical when you play a season like we play, as long as we play, as many ups and downs as we have. He has been the kind of the, the one, just the standard in our clubhouse. And he's coachable. Even the guy that's been around the league as much as he has, his defense has improved. He's made adjustments at the plate. Uh, it's a credit to him. It doesn't matter, get better. He is focused on getting better. It doesn't matter what he's done in the past. And he's really the epitome of that. Anybody else? Ryan in the front. It's got a, it won't go a lot of highlights, but the, uh, the play by Mitch to cut the ball off and get the ball in and limit Springer to a single and JP making the dive at stop in that inning to kind of keep 90 feet away from them. How big is that and how important is that? You guys have preached, you know, not giving up the extra bases and outs all season. Yeah, our guys were locked in on every pitch today, as they should be in a playoff game. But um, pitching and defense, I think we lead the league in the least amount of errors made. I thought a key play in the game was the start of the double play in the second inning by Gino Suarez uh, on kind of a, a tough, slow-rolling hop. He had to be aggressive, come get it. It's what Perry Hill talks about all the time. Ball hits dirt, come get it. He did it, and it paid off. You know, But you know the, the, the diving plays that JP made, the, the cutting the balls off, all those things in these games are critical. Just to you know, keep it at 90 feet, keep the double play in order. Our guys were locked in today, and that's how we play. When we're in our game, playing our game, that's what we do, and we actually executed it very just perfectly today this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go ahead and hear from the guy who not only caught him but gave him some runs. And the other guy who played some stellar defense also gave him a run at the podium, Cal Raleigh and Eugenio Suarez. The uptick on his velocity, the way that sinker was moving and just... Uh, Scott, I think probably put it best as he was in command the entire game. From your perspective, how did that sort of look? 
Yeah, he was awesome. Um, you know, we were super excited and we got him trade deadline, you know, Gino and uh, Wayne said really great things about him and uh, obviously nasty. So he was really good tonight. He had all four going and he's he's really fun to catch and he's just a great person and it was uh, a lot of fun. Cal, what's the past week of your life been like? You hit that homer that sends the Mariners to the playoffs. You, you become all the more mainstream in Seattle, and then you have this big homer to hear today. Well, just kind of walk us through what the past week has been like for you. Uh, it's been a little crazy. Um, I think the biggest thing, though, is just you know ending ending the drought was amazing, and getting to do that with the with my teammates, and um, you know obviously coming here and getting this win was huge. It's it's awesome, and you know we're not done yet, and we're. We're going to focus for tomorrow and try to get one more. Cal, the uh, twice where Bichette got up with runners on, a pair of runners on, and same with Guerrero. Luis throws these fastballs, and they look outer half, and they just cut right in on the hands. Is he trying to do that? And how difficult is that on hitters when it looks like a strike away, and all of a sudden it's on their hands? Yeah, anytime you know a pitcher has you know something that can go hard into a to a hitter, it's going to give him a lot of trouble. And um, you know he had that sinker working really well tonight, and uh, on top of that with the four seam, so he has two different heat, uh, fastballs. And you know when they're in the upper nineties and he's locating like he does, it's uh, it's it's, it's hard for the hard to hit. <laughs> go on the left over here with the rush. Hey Cal, did the two opportunities. Um, that the Jays had with Guerrero coming to the play with a couple on and then Bichette. What was the kind of game plan in that situation? What, what were you guys trying to do there? Yeah, we, you know, we had a game plan uh, going into it. We had a lot of meetings, uh, talked about what we want to do and uh, how to approach it. And, you know, hats off to everyone, you know, to Luis, myself, uh, the coaching staff, the analytic guys. And we did a great job game planning. And, you know, uh, we just got to take it back in tomorrow. In the middle, Gino, can you talk a little bit about that first inning at bat, what you saw, and just the importance of, uh, you know, tacking on runs there and getting that early lead and how that helps sustain you guys? I mean, definitely that, that, that first at bat helped everybody, you know. Um, the crowd was loud, and I just want to uh, do my best, not try much, just put a ball in play. Uh, when I saw um, Julio at second base, you know, I just tried to use all the fields and uh, I was ready to compete against Manoa, you know, and I, he likes that fastball, and I was ready to hit, you know, and uh, that was, uh, I mean, a big, big hit right there, give uh, the, the lead to to Luis and uh, tell everybody, like, we're here to compete, and, uh, you know, it was great, and after that, Carl did a really good job uh, uh, on that at bat, you know, long 3-2, and uh, he, he was ready to hit that fastball, too. That was our plan today, you know, compete, and, um, don't don't let a fastball beat us, and uh, we, we, uh, we, we compete each other, and uh, that was great to me. Gino, you played with Luis, and you've seen him good in Cincinnati, but have you seen him this good? He had, I think, 15 pitches over 100 miles an hour, and he was just kind of making the ball move. Have you seen him this good before? I mean, I don't think so. You know, he, today was unbelievable. I know he, he can touch uh, 100, 101, but today was unbelievable. That sink in 99, 100 was, you know, with a lot of moving. Uh, that was great to see, finally see. And uh, I know how hard he's working, how, how passionate he, every time he's pitching is. And uh, he just loved to compete. And, and, and he make a really good pitch today. And uh, the fastball was there, you know. Uh, not only the fast was lighter too, and uh, the sinker was great for him. And uh, you know, it's so so fun to watch him pitching and buying. In the middle on the right. 
Uh, Cal, Scott just said that as that at bat in the first inning progressed, it reminded him of your at bat Friday night. Did you did you get that same uh, feeling at all? Uh, yeah, they're both um, three two counts, uh, different pitches, but you know, um, Gino did a great job of getting it rolling. You know, who the guy hit, Gino knocked him in. And I think that kind of relaxed me. You know, once I got that run in, I just kind of took a deep breath. And I was like, all right, we're kind of rolling. You know, Gino's got us going. Feels like normal, and. Uh, yeah, I um, it felt good. Uh, I was looking for a heater and I tried not to do too much with it. Kind of similar to the other night, and uh, you know, got a good pitch and hit it. Front in the middle. Count up that the nicknames printed on T-shirts and everything. Are you surprised how mainstream it is, given going back to the day that Jared first called you that? I know I didn't think it would take off like that, but it's not what I expected. But it is what it is, and you know, kind of embrace it now. Anything else? On the back left. Eugenio, eh, hoy fundamental en, en ofensiva. Eh, ¿Puedes tocar un poco sobre, sobre la actuación de Castillo en, en español? Y también, ¿cómo te sentiste tú en el plato? Fuiste obviamente uno de los, de los peloteros ofensivamente que estuvo más sólido. Y, y las palabras de tu, de tu manager hace unos segundos nada más decían que era, eres el epítome de, de lo que es trabajo duro, de que siempre estás buscando mejorar. ¿Cómo evaluas todo eso? Mira, de verdad, este, como, como dijo él, de, trato siempre de mejorar, no, no hacer mucho en el terreno, no pensar las cosas, sino ir a concretarlas, porque cuando pienso mucho es cuando me meto en problemas, ¿no? Y yo solo fui a, a, a lo mejor de mí, de verdad, este, estuve preparado para, para ese turno. Sabía de la importancia de poner la bola en juego y, y de conseguir una, una carrera temprana en el juego para darle así la tranquilidad a Castillo. Este, y gracias a Dios salió ese doble para la banda contraria este, nada más, como te dije poner el, la pelota en juego y, y no, no tratar de hacer mucho porque en estos tipos de juegos en estos juegos así la situación es nada más tratar de, 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 de hacer las pequeñas cosas para, para conseguir la victoria mira, y Castillo de verdad fue increíble lo que hizo hoy este, todo el comando de sus picheos la recta estuvo por encima de las 100 millas y y sabes muy muy contento por él muy contento porque él ha venido trabajando mejorando cada día igual que, que cada uno de nosotros y eso nosotros vinimos fue a eso no a competir a tratar de dar lo mejor de, de nosotros darle la victoria al equipo que, que se lo merece y sabes este, nos queda uno más todavía no hemos terminado este esto sigue y bueno esperemos en Dios que, que las cosas se nos den just one last thing for the two of you guys. I did a walk-off interview with J.P. Crawford on the field. And he just said, our goal is World Series. And he said, we just openly talk about it. Um, what, what are the missions for this team? And what are some of the conversations that go on in that clubhouse? I mean, like, always, we always talk about the goodbyes, you know, keeping the energy, uh, compete every day, not, not try to do much, play our, our game, and um, uh, compete. That's more important to us. Uh, come every day to the game and compete against each other and um, and after that we see the results you know and uh, we see we're here and uh, we got that, that W today it was important to us yeah just what Gina said you know he's uh you know we've had good vibes in spring training and you know that's kind of what we've rolled on you know he's been a big part of that and you know we've got a good group of guys in there and you know obviously that's what we want to get to that's the goal is get to the World Series keep going and you know uh, I think we did a good job tonight starting step one Defense did their part as well. Also offensively, JP with a walk in the second inning. 
a 105-mile-an-hour line drive the other way in this one, which really kind of piqued my interest. Are we going to see that bat start to come along a little bit more? That would be good, but he's still doing good things out there, and you know he is providing the good vibes right right along with Suarez. Here's what he had to say in the clubhouse. Pretty spot on. (laughs) You know, no errors. uh, A lot of, you know, everyone got on base pretty much and scored a lot of runs. JP, you're sitting there at shortstop, and Castillo's throwing those pitches and the movement on him. What does it look like? It seems pretty crazy. I'm on the other side of it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's moving so much. At 102, that's the thing I don't get. And it looks like he's barely even trying. Um, It's really cool. Um, Yeah, it's a comfortable AB for everyone. The pitches to, to Guerrero and Bichette, he just sawed them off. They look like they're away, and it's 98 with a run on the inside. As a hitter, what do you do with that? Say like good luck and have at it. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I would do. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy I'm on the defensive side of it. Going back to the trade deadline, what was your reaction when you found out that you guys were trading for him to bring him, him in here? Uh, it shows a sign that, you know, everyone's bought in, and we're really trying to make a run at this thing, getting him. And as a show tonight, I mean, happy we got him. He came, went out there and dominated. They're now facing elimination. How do you guys feel in here with a little bit less pressure? Oh, we're good. Uh, we're going to treat it like a normal day like we do every day and, you know, come to the yard tomorrow and get our work in and do it again. We did it! Wow! GP, you guys didn't change anything. You guys, just, you guys were the exact same. I mean, how important was that? You were the exact same. It's huge, you know. You just got to say to yourself, it's just another game. You don't want to get out of your game and try to be someone you're not. And you just stick to yourself and stick to who we are as a team and with our style of ball. JP, was there a moment where you could just kind of take it all in and maybe have that little bit of nerve out there? And kind of... Honestly, I wasn't nervous. I was just excited and looking around like, dang, this is so cool. You know, it's my first <laughs> time playing in a crowd that's roaring, per se. And, yeah, I mean, the nerves weren't even there. It was more anxious and, you know, I want to have at it. You guys were able to do so many things right with the bat. They might not have registered as hits, but you got pitch counts up a little bit. You hit a ball, I think, 105 miles an hour. How important are those things in a game like this where it's not going It's going to probably be close? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you keep working at bats, keep the line moving. You know, we get through our lineup, and good things will happen, and we did that tonight. You talked about the lack of experience before the game, but now that you do have that experience in, in the ways you've showed that you belong here, What's kind of your reaction to that, to, to gaining just one game of playoff experience? Um, not surprising. You know, we look around at every guy in here. We know that we could do it. We know that we belong here, and we know that we belong. And, you know, further uh, the ALCS and the ALDS and all that stuff. So uh, just got to go out there and keep doing our work uh, before the game and prepare and do the right things. All right, guys, I'm down here with Ty France. And, Ty, I don't know that you guys could have written a better script for this first game. What was the key to taking control of it from the get-go? Um, you know, I think our at-bats early, we put together good at-bats, and Cal does what he does. He put a good swing on a ball and put us up early, and, um, you know, Castillo took care of the rest. A hell of a job by him today. Can't say enough about him, and, um, you know, that was, that was really cool. I'm looking at you guys right now. It doesn't look like anybody's breathing too hard. It's good that you were breathing. A couple days ago, you said, I don't know how we're going to feel going into this, how we're going to react. What was it like out on that line and in that clubhouse before this began? You know, I think everyone took a second to take in what was going on during during the anthem and the introductions and stuff. And then it was just another baseball game. We were able to come out and play our game, and um, you know, pitching and defense won it. And you know, we put up a couple runs for Castillo. So, and then you saw what Castillo was doing. His velocity up a couple miles an hour, pretty much for the entire game. What did you see from him over at first base? He just dominated. Um, 
you know, that's what we went out and got him for. And, you know, he didn't disappoint. That was for him to come out and show up and show out the way he did. You can't say enough about him. He's a competitor and, um, you know, he's fun to play behind. We talked about the good at bats. We saw one from you in that fifth inning, and we saw them all up and down the lineup. But a 1-1 count, able to go the other way, get Julio over to third with a little bit of a stop. But how important was that extra run there? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was huge to keep our momentum going. Um, you know, he was attacking me most of the day with sliders, and uh, he left the fastball up, got in on me a little, but, um, you know, it was a good placement. When you guys were kind of envisioning this game and taking game one, just kind of showing that we're in control of this series, where does that put you going into tomorrow? Um, yeah, you want to come out and you want to get game one. It's, that's very important, especially in a short series. Um, you know, tomorrow is going to be just as tough, so we got to come out and play our game and, you know, expect Robbie to come out and do the same, and, um, you know, we'll try and put up some runs for him. What are you going to tell folks about game one? Um, you know, that was that was Seattle Mariner baseball. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, you know, it was... It was pretty special to be able to play behind Luis when he did, went out and did that. And, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep it rolling. All right. Good start. Thank you, Ty. Yep. What we will see on the Hill tomorrow, interesting matchup, Robbie Ray and Kevin Gosman, the 2021 Cy Young Award winner and the man who replaced him here in Toronto. That is going to come your way tomorrow, 107 first pitch here at Rogers Center, 107 first pitch, your time back in Seattle. We will be back with you with the pregame show to get you all ready for that. I think that is going to wrap it up for us here today from the Dome. I think I can call this a Dome. used to be Sky Dome, safe to call it a Dome. Dome is closed right now. All is quiet here at Rogers Center. Still looking up and seeing the wild card signage and on the big board. Very exciting. I hope you are following along. I'm glad you're with us. If you're able to actually get out here or know somebody that was able to get out here, um, good for them. Just just great, great time had here for Mariners fans today in Toronto. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.